We would like to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Preborn. When a mother meets her baby on ultrasound and hears their heartbeat, it's a divine connection. And the majority of the time, she'll choose life. But they can't do it without our help. Preborn needs us, the pro-life community, to come alongside them. One ultrasound is just $28. To donate, dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby or visit preborn.com. The Bible. It's the Word of God, sharper than any two-edged sword. This sacred book is living and active and contains all that's needed for life and godliness. Stay with American Family Radio for the next hour as we study God's Word and take your Bible questions. Welcome to Exploring the Word. Good afternoon, everybody. If you've got a copy of God's Word, turn to the Old Testament book of Judges. And I greet you, Alex McFarland here. And today's a very special day. And in some ways, it's a unique day. And I'll tell you why, because with us, of course, as always, is Bert Harper. Bert, good afternoon, my friend. Good afternoon, Alex. Good to hear you. Well, it's good to hear you. Now, is Brother Jim Stanley with us as well? He is, but he is getting set up so he can uh, hear you. Uh, I don't know. But listen, while we're waiting on Jim, Alex, uh, where are you today? That's the question we usually ask. Alex, where are you today? Well, I'm in a very wonderful place called the American Family Radio Headquarters. Now, folks, you got to understand how unique this is because 99 times out of 100, Bert is here at AFR Radio, and I am somewhere in the lower 48 United States. But today, oddly enough, it's me that's in the studio, and it's Bert that's on the road. It's unique, isn't it? It is. It's turnabout fair play. Yeah. And uh, we're in Nashville, Tennessee. And we do have our third member of this Exploring the Word team this week, Jim Stanley. Jim, thank you, man. Well, it's my privilege to be here this afternoon. I appreciate the time. Hello, Are you going to sing bass today? I am. Uh, hold on one second. Okay. Can, well, Bert. Yeah, yeah, Jim is, he's working on it. I'm sorry. We're, we're working on the, we're here at the NRB, the National Religious Broadcasters uh, Conference Convention, and we get to come each year. Last year, it was down in Florida. This year, it's back in Nashville every other year. And uh, so Jim is here with us, and you're there, and yes. but you're coming up, right? I am. Listen, I've had an exciting day. Uh, yesterday evening, I arrived in Blue Mountain, Mississippi, and all this morning I've had the privilege, and my goodness, what a privilege it's been to speak at Blue Mountain Christian University. And Bert, I, I got to tell you something, and uh, I won't take too long, but uh, they are such wonderful folks. Uh, Dr. Barbara McMillan, the president, Dr. Ronald Meeks, and from the Mississippi Baptist Convention, uh, Dr. Kenny Digby. And, Bert, oh, wow. I, I want to tell you, I gave uh, President McMillan at Blue Mountain this morning two books, uh, 100 Bible Questions and Answers, and then the book that came out last fall, 100 Bible Questions and Answers for Families, And uh, she was very appreciative. And one of their most well-known alumnus, uh, Reverend Bert Harper, co-authored those books. And so there was a lot of uh, love and appreciation for you as one of the alumnus of Blue Mountain Christian University, Bert. Well, I love that school more than I can tell you. It helped. 
Kenny Kenny Digby is we graduated uh, Blue Mountain together, right? And uh, we went all the way through, and it was so good. Love Kenny, love Dr. Meeks. Thanks the world of Dr. McMillan. But again, thank you, Alex. And tell us again before we turn it over to Jim and ask him one or two questions. What are you doing at Blue Mountain Christian University? Well, you know, it's it's an honor. My goodness, it's an honor to be there because um, I was asked to speak on Christianity and America. And I'll be there again tomorrow beginning at 10 a.m. And the public can come, and it's also streamed on their website. But Dr. Digby is with um, the Baptist Convention of Mississippi and the Christian Action League. Uh, Christian Action Commission. Commission. Yeah, that that's it. Much like us, you know, we, we're all working for the gospel to be present in the culture to equip the church and uh, persuade people of truth. And I got to tell you, Dr. Digby and I are just uh, kindred spirits for sure. (laughs) But Bert, you probably know this, Blue Mountain, uh, great school, uh, education degrees. They're creating people going into education and ministry. But they also, I did not know this, I told Angie, they have a nursing school there now. Right. Yeah, it's just two years, I believe. This is their second year. And uh, it's exciting. It really took a jump this year, and we're excited about that. And uh, AFR and AFA has been just so generous to to pray for us and uh, excited about that. Yeah. But anyway, I hope it goes good tomorrow. But I did want to get to our third member finally. We got him <laughs> yes. on, Jim Stanley. Hey Thank guys. you for waiting patiently. Uh, it's like an old uh, cell phone commercial. Can you hear me now? <laughs> Can you hear me now? <laughs> Hello, yeah, Jim. When, yeah, hey, Alex. Hey, when we come, we got a lot of things to set up, more than we just do. one little microphone. So it takes a little bit. But let me give some shout outs to Jeff McIntosh, Jeff McIntosh Devin, Devin Patrick. Patrick. Yep. Aren't we glad they travel with us? See, Alex, Amen. he doesn't have to have all these engineers that Bert Harper has to have when he goes somewhere. Look, I am, you know, <laughs> I'm just so fortunate that I'm not being on the board and on the mic. How many years did you do that? That that was several. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's a blessing to have these guys with us. Uh, while we were talking about broadcasting live from the Gaylord Opryland Hotel, I uh, want to thank Dan Steiner and Preborn.org. Uh, they are helping to sponsor the trip this year, and we just want to say thank you to them. Also, thank you to you folks who helped during the month of January. Yes. It was incredible. Amen. And um it was to know that lives are going to be changed. Moms are going to get to see their babies and decide to keep their babies and also hear about the gospel of Christ in an unapologetic un- un- manner. That's what's so great about preborn. Uh, not only are you saving physically the life of that child, but many times even the mother, because many times some harsh things happen. And preborn not only cares for them before that they care for the mother afterwards, but also the gospel is shared and mm-hmm. how many have been saved. One more thing about January, and that was the Bible League. It was. We, yes, we were really, true. we did that, Alex. I mean, it was awesome. Uh, Michael Woolworth. Uh, there you go. And mm-hmm. uh, Michael, I don't know if he'll be here. I'm looking for him. He's usually here. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing him again. But. During the month of January, AFR, uh, as usual, uh, they stepped up to the plate and helped the gospel be carried here 
and all around the world because of those Bibles. So, Jim, thank you for having uh, people don't know all that Jim does. <clears throat> he is the one that coordinates that. He's the one that talks to those people who are partners and arranges those times and works with Jonathan Coker, getting the weeks uh, on board. And, and it's an awesome job. And, Jim, I, I just want to say and declare this. We appreciate what you do. Amen. Well, it's my privilege. It's, uh, it's one of those things that, you know, we met Dan at NRB. Uh, grew in relationship there. Um, it's just incredible uh, what all he does to help AFA, AFR. And so uh, I know how much this ministry means to him and then, of course, how much his ministry means for us. It's on the front lines of what we were created to do through the foundation of AFA is to help save innocent, unborn lives. Amen. Well, Alex, Jim wanted us to do one more thing before we get to Judges, and that is in Luke 18, the the two prayers. Let me see. One was, God, I think I'm all right. I think Mm. that I've got it made. I thank God that I've kept everything you've asked me to do. Let me see. The other prayer was, Lord, be merciful me, a sinner. And Alex, one went away justified and one did not. Now, which one went away justified, the one that was all about pride or the one that was full of humility? Well, in verse 14, uh, Jesus says this, I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself shall be abased, but he who humbles himself shall be exalted. You know, all of us need to come to that point where we bow before the Lord and we say, God, be merciful to me. It's me, a sinner. Uh, that that's powerful. I love Luke 18. I do too. Jim, I want you to carry this with us. Okay. He was talking about going to church and hearing someone pray publicly. Right. What kind of prayer would it be? I, I loved what you said to me. I thought it would okay. be setting you up to so share that. When we were talking about this before the program, it's one of those things that, you know, you're called to pray on Sunday morning. You know, a lot of churches do that. Um, and so when you're called to pray, are you praying the prayer of the Pharisee or are you praying the prayer of the tax collector? Wow. And so, Alex, what I, had, what I had shared with Bert was that it seems to me that the prayer of the Pharisee is all about oneself. It's all about me and how much better I am than, you know, anyone else. It's how I, you know, and that's the whole thing. He's acting like he's thanking God for something. But when you look at it, he's thanking God that he's not like that tax collector, that he's not like the adulterers. And so I told Bert, you know, in a Sunday morning prayer, you could hear someone praying, Lord, I'm so glad that you've saved me from my sin. And Lord, we know that you're going to save Billy Bob and Joe Sue from their sin, and we want you to do that for us too, you know, and then we're going to take and, uh, you know, I put more in the offering plate than uh, John <laughs> Jimboy did last week, you know, and I'm so glad that you're blessing me. But then you've got those who may have been, may have committed adultery, may have had a uh, uh, an abortion, may have had other sexual sins, and they're being repentant. And the and even they may not pray that publicly, 
on Sunday morning. But then you have the person that stands up and prays, prays and says, Lord, thank you for forgiving me of my sin. And Father, we ask that you be with the preacher today and help him preach your word. Lord, we ask that you help the choir as they bring us before your platform in worship. You know, and Lord, we want to be the very best we can be for you because of what you've done for us, not because of what we've done for ourselves to pump ourselves up, make sure that we have the best suit on today. Um, does that make sense? You can pray on Sunday morning without it being a pharisaical prayer, can't you? Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, the Bible tells us that we're not to show favoritism uh, because look in verse 11 there of Luke 18. The Pharisee stood, prayed thus with himself. I've always thought that was interesting that he was he was rolling it over in his mind, praying with himself. Uh, I don't know how much it was to God, but, you know, I thank thee that I'm not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican, you know. Uh, he very much, he saw the flaws in everybody else, but not in himself. And uh, guys, I'm, I'm always reminded of Jeremiah 17 that talks about just the heart is deceitful and wicked and, and beyond even what we know. Um, you know, I, I said this one time, and I hope it didn't sound sanctimonious or something, but uh, like the only time I've ever thought I might uh, disagree with Paul, Paul said he was the chief of sinners, and I've always kind of thought it was me, you know? But uh, right. we have to humble ourselves and repent, don't we? Listen, <clears throat> Pharisees and Satan had a lot in common. Wow. <clears throat> and pride is the biggest issue. I, there is a sin, in my opinion, that is worse than any other sin, and it's pride. And I believe that with all my heart. That was the first sin when Lucifer himself said, I will. Listen, those of, of us that know Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, <clears throat> we had to come humbly before the throne. Mm -hmm. We didn't say, look at us how good we are. We had to say, look at us how bad we are. So we're going to continue this. Again, Jim Stanley with us, Alex McFarland, Bert Harper, and we'll be back with more right after this break here on American Family Radio Network. Our God is holy, and uh, we want to honor him. And the Bible makes it plain. We need to be holy because God is holy. And can I share those of you who are listening that it's impossible for us to be holy without God's holiness through Jesus Christ. Again, this is Bert Harper and Alex McFarland, and we have turned tables. I'm on a Comrex in Nashville, Tennessee, and Alex is in the studio at Tupelo, Mississippi. And uh, Alex, it's fun to turn tables every once in a while, isn't it? Well, it is. This is this is kind of nice. And uh, you know, Jeff McIntosh and everybody helping get all the gear together. It does remind me uh, that we have an incredible team, and here in studio, Brent Austin as well. And uh, I know we're going to get to judges a little bit, but um, you're you're there at NRB, and folks, we always say this, but uh, please pray. All these great ministries come together. We usually see dear friends like Erwin Lutzer and 
Samaritan's Purse. And I, I got a text this morning from the Billy Graham ministry and Jim Kirkland and a lot of people will be there. And I, I just pray for the Spirit of God to be on all these ministries and AFR. What a great, what a great ministry, the American Family Association, the American Family Radio Network. Bert, every year, whenever you and I are at National Religious Broadcasters, people will stop us and they'll say, and I mean, people that we don't necessarily know, but they're from all over the country, and they'll say, we certainly do appreciate AFA and the stand for God's Word. And uh, we, we give God the praise but we will always stand for God's word, and we will never, we will never water it down or turn our back or budge. The word of God is truth, and I think that's why God blesses this ministry so much. That I do too. I, I believe there's two reasons. One is the one you say we stand on the word of God, lift up Jesus Christ, make much of Jesus, and the other thing is partnerships. Listen, I, I believe that with all my heart because, as Jim said, who who's took a absence from the microphone, his voice was given away, but I appreciate Jim being on the first segment so much. Amen. But anyway, he works with this partnership like Preborn and, and all the others, Samaritan's Purse. We w- work with the, the Christmas box. We work with The Greatest Journey, uh, so many, and God honors that. Because, Alex, let me just share with you, uh, AFR is not making it all about us. We're doing it with people. And that is so much Jesus sent the apostles out, even the disciples, 70, two by two. And uh, that's important. It's not only accountability, it's encouragement, it's strength. And so we are strengthened. AFR is strengthened by the partners, the eight days of hope. We're strengthened by preborn. We're strengthened by by the greatest journey. Uh, Alex, so that's where we stand, and we thank God for it. And being here at the NRB, we see so many other people who are standing, and we're not alone, brother. That That's encouraging too, isn't it? Well, let me say, just like, you know, God told Elijah, I've got 5,000 people that have not bowed the knee to Baal. Folks, don't you be discouraged. I mean, we are in serious times, and we need to pray, and we need to influence others. But there are millions upon millions upon millions of Bible-believing, born-again Christians who love the Lord and who also love the United States of America. And that, that was one thing I was speaking about this morning at Blue Mountain. And I was telling these these precious young people that you can make a difference. And yes, I know our home is in heaven, and we're if you're a believer that we're en route to heaven. But until we get there, we are to be salt and light. And we are the church is a preservative force in the culture. It, it really is. And and we'll we'll talk more about that. But be in prayer. And uh, Bert, I'm I'm just so excited whenever I see ministries and churches collaborate and work together, uh, just like D.L. Moody. I know I've repeated it many times, but Dwight Moody, 150 years ago, he said, God is pleased when Christians work together. Amen. And that's Amen. true, isn't it? It really is, and it shows humility. It's not just about us, and we pray that you know that in your heart. We have another partner. Uh, we just give their number. It's triple eight. need him but they're yes. there to talk with people uh, about knowing Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. 
If you're one of those people that does not know Christ, but you've wondering and you have questions, this write this number down now. If you can't call it now, you might could later. Triple eight need him. And uh, we, we, that's the reason we partner with them. So they're available all the time. So we at AFR and AFA can do what God's called us to do. And that is to help them, but also strengthen them and bless them. Hmm. Well, Alex, I know you and Jeff, and I want to say thank you for uh, Jeff Shambly. That oh, was so yeah. great of him uh, sitting in last Thursday. And you guys covered, uh, finished uh, Judges chapter 8, did you not? Well, we, we got up to verse 28, and let me give a little recap on, on this. But yes, Jeff Shambly helped, and we had Fire Away Friday as well. But uh, Gideon led the Israelites to some decisive victories over the Midianites. And verse 28 says Midian was subdued before the children of Israel, and they lifted up their heads no more, meaning they didn't try any other takeovers of Israel. And it talks about Gideon had many, many sons. Uh, Verse 30 says because he had more than one wife, you know. But here is kind of a benediction in verse 32. Gideon, the son of Joash, died in a good old age and was buried in the sepulcher of Joash's father and in Ophrah of the Abazirites. But as soon as Gideon was dead, verse 33, that the children of Israel turned again, and they turned from God. Bert, uh, a lot of times you'll read in the Old Testament about a great leader. You know, Abraham died and was buried, and, you know, there's the tomb of Sarah and Samuel. Uh, Let it be said, and I don't want to extrapolate too far, but, Bert, uh, you and I both have performed a, a fair amount of funeral services for different ones, and it's always a blessing when somebody can... It, it can be said that you know they heard, well done, good and faithful servant. That's almost like verse 32, Gideon died in a good old age, honorably living, honorably buried. But, um, you know, you always want to make sure that the children carry on. Now, in the case of Israel here, you get the impression Gideon wasn't even cold in the grave yet. And the children backslid, didn't they? They really did. And let me say one word about Gideon, then we'll go to the children and how they responded when Gideon was gone. He was faithful to the end. That's what Paul would. He would say he wanted to finish his journey, keep the faith. And you'll find those words continue and keep all through the New Testament. And that's what we are desiring to do. I hope you're desiring to do that if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, faithful to the end. And as somebody said, and we just got through with uh, football season, they left it on the field. In other words, they gave it everything they had. And here for is our Christian journey. We leave it all on the field, serving Amen. God. But Alex, you're right. They turned to God. This, What does this mean? You say, well, uh, they re- it really wasn't a revival. I, I disagree. It was a revival. Uh, but like somebody said in the New Testament, it says, be filled with the Spirit. And it says it again and again. Why do you have to be refilled? And again, we were talking about Blue Mountain College. My professor at Blue Mountain College, when I was there, now it's Blue Mountain Christian University, he would say, Dr. James Travis, he says, you need to be filled each day because you leak. And, and wow. that was, yeah. you know, yeah, there's something about it that we 
I have a tendency to fade. We have a tendency to float. And uh, if you don't have your spiritual oars out of the, the, the boat in the water trying to oar upstream, guess what you'll do? You'll drift downstream. Mm-hmm. And so, Alex, this is what the nation did. They drifted each time that individual that had served the Lord, as you said, that he served them to a good old age. Yeah. It wasn't long. It, it sure wasn't long that they drifted downstream and served other gods. Yes. So, Alex, uh, stay with God. Man, you, you, I've served the Lord now many years. I can say this. I'm, I'm working on, truthfully, I'm working on uh, 60 years of walking with the Lord. Praise and, God. Uh, yeah, this, this coming year in August, it will be 60 years when I got saved, and it was as fresh today as it was then. It, can God change a 12-year-old boy's life? Well, I can tell you firsthand, yes, he changed my life, and he can change anyone who would turn to him. Amen. But these people turned away from God, and so uh, it didn't take them long, did it? Well, it, it really didn't. And uh, I want to get to the, the last two verses of chapter 8, but let me just say this. I was talking to Dr. Ronald Meeks this morning, and he and I were talking a little bit about, you know, since COVID, um, so, sometimes some people just haven't gotten back in the habit of going to church. And let me just encourage you folks, if you're a believer, you've put your faith in Christ to be saved, wonderful, then every day you you need to be investing in your Christian growth and your walk with the Lord. Charles Spurgeon, many years ago, he said that the Christian life is like a man climbing a hill of ice. You've got to be constantly working or you're going to drift backward. And, uh, you know, let me just say, Bert, congratulations to you knowing and serving the Lord six decades, because I'm, I'm not trying to be, you know, superficial here, but that, like the old gospel song says, every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. Amen. It, it, it really, really is. But let me read 34 and 35. Now, the children of Israel, a uh, great leader, Gideon, has dead, has died. And the children of Israel remembered not the Lord their God, who had delivered them out of the hands of all their enemies on every side. Neither showed they kindness to the house of Jerubbabel, that is Gideon, according to all the goodness which he had showed to Israel. Bert, over the weekend, um, there was a news story where in a certain park in London, they were going to put a statue of Queen Elizabeth, and the, who honorably served, devout Christian, uh, very, very consistent in her stand for Christ, seven decades, and just dead about a year and a half. And the mayor of London objected to a statue of Queen Elizabeth because he wants to put up a monument honoring drag queens and transgenders. And and I thought, excuse me while I bang my head against the wall, but that's like the children of Israel that did not want to honor Gideon uh, even for all the good that Gideon had done for the children of Israel. How quickly we forget, and obviously, Alex, yes, that just that that is a burdensome. When you think of England, now I know they're they're our quote America's mother country, right? And you remember, I mean, Charles Haddon Spurgeon, William Carey, the Wesleys, well, George Whitfield, Britain gave the world the King James Bible. 
I, I mean, but when that news story happened this mo- uh, Saturday, I saw it. I just wanted to to scream, and I'm thinking, how far down the abyss is this world going to go, Bert? You know. Yeah. Uh, listen again. Listen to these words in verse 34. And the children of Israel remembered not the Lord their God. Let me, again, I, I'm, you know, we're trying to make this personal to the people who are listening. Not just America, but for America to be great, Christians have got to step up. And if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, the necessity for you to serve him now and forever the necessity of what you and Dr. Meeks was talking about, people not going back to worship the Lord after COVID. Listen, it's time to examine yourself. It really is, Alex. Yes, uh, amen. You know, the Bible talks about it. One of the ways over in the book of First John, it says it over and over again, these things have are written that you may know. And one of the things is fellowship with the brethren, that we have fellowship one with another, that we're a part of that fellowship. And, uh, it's you know, it's not a fellowship of one. Yes, you can have fellowship with God by yourself, but for ministry, for what God has had, he's put us here together. And so, listen, encourage those around you that maybe not they were in church before COVID and now they've kind of drifted off. Uh, let's let's make it a purposeful effort for those of us who know Jesus Christ, not in a hypocritic way, not in a better than thou way, but let them know we miss them and we desire them to be a part of the fellowship that we're a part of. Alex, uh, the church needs to be strong during these days, don't we? We we really do. And you know, one of the ministries that you could engage in uh, would be uh, get on the phone and call or or write a little note and send a, a word of encouragement to lapsed church members. And do you know what I was, this has been a couple years ago, but Bert, when I was working for Focus on the Family, we worked a lot with like the North American Mission Board and uh, Outreach Magazine and the Barna Group. And, you know, we were always wanting to reach and retain, reach and retain. And I, I remember, and again, this has been more than a decade ago, but I remember reading a statistic that many church members that kind of stopped going to a certain church, um, one touch from somebody caused them to stick with it. And by a touch, I mean like just a word of encouragement or to call or write a note or do something and say, hey, we missed you. Sure sure do miss you in Sunday school. Why don't you, uh, let's be there Sunday. So we can all do this. Let's encourage each other in the pathway of godliness, which includes being in church. Exploring the Word is used by God to encourage you, but it doesn't take the place of gathering together on the first day of the week to celebrate the Lord's resurrection. If you're like most of us, you're paying way too much for health care. That's why I want to tell you about a ministry that has been meeting the health care needs of hundreds and thousands of Christians, and that's Christian Healthcare Ministries, chministries.org. Christian Healthcare Ministries is cost-sharing made easy. For over 40 years, this unique model has allowed believers to choose their own doctors without worrying about networks or waiting periods since they're not an insurance 
but a faith-based alternative to insurance. Members not only get advantages from the affordability, flexibility, and reliability of CHM, but they also receive access to 24-7 telehealth services at no additional cost. It's no surprise that doctors across the country appreciate working with CHM, and so will you. It all starts with a visit to chministries.org slash AFR. That's chministries.org slash AFR. Christian Healthcare Ministries is the longest-serving health share ministry serving all 50 states. Share the good news with a friend, too. chministries.com slash AFR. Make the switch today with any time enrollment. American Family Radio. Connect with Alex and Bert on the Exploring the Word Facebook page and watch the latest broadcast. Facebook.com slash Exploring the Word. So come on, get ready for the ride of your life. Don't leave long face religion and cloud of dust behind. The great adventure, Stephen Curtis Chapman. Thank you, Brent and crew, for the good bumper music. Hey, by the way, folks, here's the number. We're going to take calls and questions, and we have lines open. So if you want to ask a Bible question or participate in today's edition of Exploring the Word, you will get through. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. We'd love to hear from you. If you've got a Bible question, please call in. And Bert, you know what? Last week, we had a number of people saying that they were very first-time callers so we appreciate all the callers, but especially the first-time callers, don't we? We really do. That means we're reaching a new audience, and uh, we have people that I say, man, uh, we accidentally found you, and we found out that this was a program that we could listen to and learn from, and people have called in, and we just praise God for them. That's such a blessing. And by the way, now let's, let me update. Somebody may have joined us late. Uh, Alex and I are reversing locations yeah. Alex is in Tupelo, Mississippi at AFR headquarters at the studio there, and I'm on the road in Nashville, Tennessee at the National Religious Broadcasters Meeting uh, here at the Gaylord Hotel at Opryland. It's just a beautiful, beautiful facility, but we'll be meeting people from all over the United States that ministry and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. But So AFR is a privilege to be a part of the NRB, and Alex... I've tried to think where all we've been. We've been to Nashville many times. We yeah. went out to California. We've been to Orlando. We've been to Texas. Yes, uh, we've Dallas. been to several places in RB, haven't we? Well, we, we really have, and um, it's a great gathering point and kind of strategizing for a year of ministry. By the way, I want to let people know I have the great privilege tonight um, to be on the Hamilton Corner. I'll be guest hosting for Abe Hamilton That'll be 5 to 6 p.m. Central, 6 to 7 East Coast time, and so forth. And, uh, again, the number is 888-589-8840 if you've got a question. But um, let me mention, if I could, a couple of things coming up. I'm very excited that um, March 1, 2, and 3, which uh, now this weekend Angie and I are helping to do a wedding back in North Carolina. But March 1, 2, and 3... I will be at Landmark Baptist in Cincinnati, Pastor Matt Holman, just a dear friend. I'll be preaching Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, plus there'll be a special men's breakfast on uh, Saturday, March 2nd, and we're going to really challenge the men 
to be men of God and Christian young men, uh, Christian husbands. And so uh, I've got a lot coming up throughout March. Indiana, Texas, I'll be there. Uh, and so uh, my, my own website is alexmcfarland.com. And uh, look on the calendar. And when I'm, when I'm in your neck of the woods, folks, we sure would love to meet you in person. Alberta, are you ready to go to calls? I am ready. We got a caller? We do. Uh, we're going to Texas. Danielle in Texas, thanks for holding. You are on Exploring the Word. Hey, um, I just um, wanted to ask you a question. I've been reading through the Bible, and I got to Second Samuel, I believe it's Second Samuel, where um, David sees Bathsheba on the roof bathing, and then he, you know, calls her to come to his palace, and then he has his way with her. And um, I'm reading along with some Bible commentary also, and the Bible commentary is very clear that this was not her doing of, like, any seduction, because they said she knows that the king would be at battle because her husband's there and they're at war. So that's why she goes to the roof to bathe, and that what David does to her is, is rape, not uh, not consensual. So I'm just curious as to what you think about that, because I've always thought that she had some kind of doing in it, too, you know, that she was being kind of seductive with him. Um, let me uh, say something, and Bert, then I want you to uh, chime in, if you would. You know, um, and, and I've read that, Danielle, in commentaries, too, and when you think of the word rape, uh, you think of something very violent and, uh, you know, brutal. Um, I would say this, you know, I think about President Bill Clinton, um, who, you know, had uh, moral failures, and they said uh, it was abuse of power. Now, uh, how brutal, and this is in Second Samuel 11, by the way, how brutal or physically forceful it was with David and Bathsheba, I don't know. But I would say this, it was abuse of power because she was a married woman. And in verse 4, you know, it talks about um, he being the king, you know, I, I, I don't know. Uh, none of us can fully know what was going on, but um, David abused his power and did something that um, it was absolutely a sin in the eyes of God, and he would pay for it, didn't he, Bert? According to what happens later with Nathan, uh, God, Nathan it wasn't Bathsheba. It was David. Yeah. In verse 1, he wasn't supposed to be there. It wasn't that Bathsheba was in the wrong place. It was that David was in the wrong place. He should have been on the battlefield with uh, Bathsheba's husband. And uh, I lay this at David's feet. Yep. Uh, you know, when uh, we we look at that, uh, she it was an abuse of power. And, uh, you know, consensual, no, no. Violent, I hope not. You know, it doesn't show that at all. But it does show that David had the complete audacity to misuse his power as king. And again, but when he was confronted, he tried to cover it up. Remember that. 
he, far as what he thought, he said, well, I've got, I've got it done. I've taken care of it. Uh, Uriah killed and brought Bathsheba in, but God spoke to Nathan and he told him and and David kind of gave his own judgment when he heard about what was taking place with the lamb, but it was more important than a lamb. It was a man's wife. Mm. So, uh, Danielle, I, I I don't see anything concerning Bathsheba. And God she would was honor. The yes, she was. And God would honor her by letting her give birth to Solomon, the next king uh, of Israel. So, Alex, mm. uh, I think her commentator had it right. Yeah. Hey, by the way, the phone number is 888-589-8840 if you have a Bible question, 888-589-8840. You know, I, I think it's interesting. Um, David did this thing that was very unwise, and yet Bathsheba would uh, give birth to Solomon, the wisest man that ever lived. You know, so, uh, Bert, isn't it a beautiful thing how God brings uh, gold out of the ashes. God does that. He that He says He will take everything, and He does work it for good. It's not that things work for good. Listen, things they're they're bad. Uh, it's tough, but God, let God be a part of the equation. When you say plus God, this and this and this plus God, it's amazing what can turn around. It is amazing what God can do. And the histories in the Bible, again and again, from Joseph and his brothers to here with Solomon being born to Bathsheba. And so you see it again and again. Paul, even being a part of Stephen stoning and him, mm. uh, God is able to do that. There's one thing that I love to hear when people talk about it, and it says God is able in the book of Hebrews. God is able. He's able to do above and beyond all that we could ask or think. Let me share one thing while we're getting ready for one the other caller. Okay. Tomorrow on Exploring the Word, we'll have Todd Nettleton. He is works with Voice of the Martyrs, oh, and yes. that means we're going to get an update of what all's taking place concerning Christians around the world and and the persecution. I know in India we have some very dear some of our dearest friends in India now, and they're facing hardship beyond measure. And so you want to really tune in tomorrow and hear Todd give us an update of what's going around the world concerning our brothers and sisters in Christ who are really paying a high price. Amen. We're going to go to Sherry in Arkansas. And, you know, back before Christmas, folks, we were challenging everybody to read the Bible in, a, in this year, read the Bible all the way through. If you read three chapters a day, five on Sunday, you'll read the Bible completely through. But Sherry, uh, thanks for holding. Welcome to Exploring the Word. Are, are, are you all uh, reading straight through God's Word? We are. My daughter, my oldest daughter and I are reading through the whole Bible this year. Um, wow. We've made it to Numbers. And uh, we That's are where I am. The David, <laughs> we're using the David Jeremiah Study Bible, and it's great. Yes. But we're looking for uh, your recommendations on a commentary because there still are some verses and things that are happening there that we can't totally understand what's happening. So we wanted your recommendations on a commentary. Alex, uh, let me just throw one in. And this is simple. It's more devotional than it is technical. But I love it. Uh, Warren Wiersbe does the best job, in my opinion, 
of taking the scriptures and treating them uh, in a in a grammatical historical way and yet bringing it out in a way that applies to our it's not a word for word study but if you can get Warren Wiersbe, I forgot the name of it, but it'll be it'll be uh, share it'll be called the B series B E, and uh, he's got just all of them, and so you can find that. I want to just tell you, it'll bless you. Go ahead, Alex. Well, Sherry, God bless you, and let us know when y'all complete it because we said it before Christmas, and we're going to do that for all of the exploring the word listeners that read the Bible in its entirety this year. We're going to send you a little certificate we've made up. But um, as far as Bible commentaries, first of all, let me say, I think it's really good to, to build yourself a Christian library, folks, and buy some good books. And one that I would recommend that Thomas Nelson published, it was called the Liberty Bible Commentary. And a lot of the faculty from Liberty University worked on it. And then they did a one-volume, see, at one time it was two, Old and New Testament. Then they did a one-volume Liberty Bible Commentary, and I, I thought it was just so good, so, uh, you know, faithful to the text, verse by verse. And then another thing that I would recommend that, and I realize, you know, building a Christian library is an investment, uh, but, Bert, did you ever have through the Bible with J. Vernon McGee. Did you bet? Yes, sir. And he, listen, he had that Southern draw, and uh, I never will forget being in Pennsylvania, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Back then, I was with Dan Celia, who used to be on there. He's gone to be of the Lord now, but Jan and I were there with he and and his wife, and and somebody heard me talking the Mississippi draw, yeah. and they come over and says, "You sound just like J. Vernon McGee." And I said, "Well, huh. listen." The only thing we have a lot in common, we love the Lord, but I said he was from west of the Mississippi, and I'm east of the Mississippi. But J. Vernon McGee, anything you can get by him would be a blessing, wouldn't it, Alex? Well, it would, Sherry. He did a five-volume set, and, I mean, it's really not expensive. It's not that much, but it was through the Bible, and, um, you know, Virtually every verse in the Bible, there was commentary and explanation. And it's, in my opinion, a good balance between, um, yeah, it's scholarly, but it's it's not so uh, academic that you can't, um, you know, really get value from it. I was, I'd been a Christian about two years, and my mother and dad gave me that for my birthday one year. And they had seen such a change in my life. And this was way before I knew I would get called to preach. And I wasn't, Angie and I weren't married yet. I was 24 years old. I was still living at home. But they got me the J. Vernon McGee five volume through the Bible. And it's changed my life. And uh, I I recommend that. One last thing, and and we're going to go back to calls. By the way, the number is 888-589-8840. Bert, um, I can't overstate how significant this was. Haley's Bible Handbook. Now, Sherry, this is a little one volume. It's published by Zondervan. I, I, I see it every now and then in bookstores for like ten ninety eight or something. It's not that much. H-A-L-L-E-Y-S, Haley's Bible Handbook. It is rich. Bert, do you have one of those? I do. And again, uh, it is a great book. A Bible dictionary is good to have. You need a good concordance. I'll never forget Dr. Adrian Rogers talks about five books and 
part of that was a concordance, the Bible dictionary, Haley's handbook. And uh, listen, uh, and he and back then he said a good hymn book. I, I just want to tell you, there's a lot of awesome theology in in hymns, especially some of the older hymns. I'm not now the Gettys, the hymns that they write, man, they're down the line. Some of the courses are, but some of these, uh, I, I would, you and I, we we wind up quoting a, a hymn quite often to illustrate the truth, Alex, of, well, of the Scripture. And, and so, and let me tell you about the old hymn books. Forgive me for interrupting. In no, the back, there are what what are called responsive readings, where you know the preacher reads a line and the congregation responds. And very often, the responsive readings are, you know, Bible verses that are put together in Old and New Testament. Let me tell you, folks, uh, the old hymn books are very, very devotional, and like you say, a lot of good theology in there. So I I think we're making a plea to build a good Christian library, aren't we, Bert? (laughs) We are, and uh, when you do that, it'll be a blessing. Well, let me let's take this last minute. Tell folks where you are tomorrow morning at Blue Mountain at Blue Mountain Christian University. We want you to go and hear Alex. Alex, tell us more about it. 10 a.m. there in the main building, I'll be speaking, and it's a special extended chapel service. They're giving me the platform to lecture on Christianity and America. Uh, Blue Mountain, Mississippi is just, I don't know, 40 minutes away from Tupelo. It's not far at all. It's not. It's a beautiful place, and uh, it's the graduate of a lot of good preachers. I can tell you that. And so thank you for listening to Exploring the Word. Alex, look forward to tomorrow, brother. Well, God bless you. Be safe up there in Nashville. Folks, thanks for listening. Tell somebody about the American Family Radio Network and Exploring the Word. Most of all, pray for America. Tell everybody about Jesus. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio. I want to thank our sponsors, Preborn and Christian Healthcare Ministries. Preborn Network Clinics have rescued over 200,000 babies from abortion, and every day they save 200 babies' lives. But they can't do it without our help. Will you head over to preborn.com slash AFR and sponsor an ultrasound? Christian Healthcare Ministries is the longest-serving healthcare cost-sharing ministry helping Christians pay for and pray for one another's medical bills. Make the switch today and start saving. Visit chministries.org slash AFR. That's chministries.org slash AFR.